Hi Claudia, it's Susan. Uh, I left out your violin by the front door for your lesson today, and please make sure that you fill Archer's water bowl before you leave. Also, uh, don't forget that you have that recording with Roma today, uh, you know, the one where you're going to talk about plurality in front of an audience that's probably not super familiar with the concept, and you're going to be representing plural people for everyone. Anyway, no pressure. Love you. Welcome to the Hyperfixation Podcast, where me and my friends sit and talk about something that makes them excited for 30 to 45 minutes, so I can then absorb and learn that knowledge within 30 to 45 minutes. I am your host today, Roma Osteman, and I use they, them pronouns, and I am joined today by... I'm Claudia Alexandrite. I use she, her pronouns, uh, or plural they, them pronouns. Ooh. So you and I have met through the Moonshot Network yeah. um, initially. You're on the three little words podcast correct correct yes but then we worked together on champs yep and that was a lot of fun i am disappointed that dunsparce didn't come across our table though which one is dunsparce uh oh, he, he looks like a bug a little chonky guy dunsparce oh yeah that, that guy mm-hmm. i uh i do have strong opinions about dunsparce some will say he's friend-shaped why is his mouth open like that? I don't know. <laughs> Dunsparce is an enemy of the state, in my opinion. <laughs> but that's that's for another show, another time. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, so I you reached out to me not too long ago about uh, doing an episode of the hyperfixation with me. And I was just like, absolutely, let's go. Let's do this. But you also did present me with something that I have limited knowledge about and mm. I obviously very much want to learn more about, um, and that is being plural. That's correct? Yep. So, uh, in short, uh, plurality is um, the state of having many beings in one body. Clinically, uh, one would say that I have dissociative identity disorder, uh, but I don't typically enjoy thinking about things like this clinically. It's more of it, it's more of a state of being for me. It's an identity. It's not just the fact that, you know, for a while my brain was pretty disordered. Uh, we consider ourselves to be non-disordered now after years of therapy. But uh, yeah, we still and will forever consider ourselves to be plural i love that it's just owning it it is you it is who you are it's us and i love that in a way that i can and that you and i both can relate in like uh for a long time especially not realizing that i the, i didn't have the word autistic to use for a long time i just thought i was just built different i guess I was playing life on hard mode and didn't understand it. And then finally, uh, believe it or not, it was TikTok. TikTok was the one that helped me figure it out, um, oh, which yes. is kind of wild to say. <laughs> Listen, TikTok told me that I was taking my fucking estrogen the wrong way. TikTok has valuable information sometimes. Absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, we, even my partner, he and I both found out we were autistic through the internet, which it's self-diagnosis anyway, so yeah. not bad. But um, it's definitely part of who I am. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not angry about it. Like, now I have the words and tools to exist better with what I have, and it is me. Yeah. And listen, self-diagnosis is perfectly fucking valid, especially being being in the plural community. It's like self-diagnosis is very common, especially uh, because to formally get diagnosed with DID is something that you don't really want to do, in my opinion, for various reasons, um, at least on paper. Um, it takes a long time to even find, well, to even for most doctors to figure out that you have DID, if they do ever. Uh, it took us nine years and like seven therapists to find one who both knew we had DID and could fucking handle it. Hey, yo. Uh, we went through two who knew but couldn't handle it. And then we found our current wonderful therapist who we've seen for three years. Yay. Mm-hmm. But self-diagnosis is sometimes the only option you have. And frankly, the doctor doesn't give you the thing. You already have the thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. They just give you the, the yep, I'm a, I've learned about this. And for sure, that's it. <laughs> exactly. The, the thumbs up cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my next question, if I may, um, and of course, if you don't necessarily want to answer it, that's totally cool. But, um, when did you like, I guess it's kind of piggybacking off of the last, the last thing we spoke about, but, uh, when did you fully like figure it out maybe, or like, when did you notice that you were plural? So, uh, we noticed in what? Our anniversary is February 27th, and that was in 2019. Um, but we had inklings before then, but that was that was the day of, like, first official deliberate contact. Um, yeah. Hmm. It, so we've been going at it for three and a half years now, almost. Nice. Okay. If, uh, how many people... I may ask is in in the system. Yeah. So uh, terminology system being um, the people who share a brain and body. Um, We have 25 um, with room to explore. There are still definitely uh, blank spots where. Like we know. Like, we were bullied in school because we were queer and autistic. And um, none of us seem to have very specific memories of that bullying. So we know that there is somebody missing. Okay. So it's it's stuff like that where, where we say, like, we have, we have room to grow, we have room to discover. But currently we know of 25. And so I, I'm noticing they're using the words we. And so I know I've, I've been saying you a lot. Um, is there a proper mm-hmm. way that I can address all of you in one word, like y'all or you so, all? Uh, y'all is is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, you is both singular and plural. Okay. Uh, because technically, the English like singular second person pronoun is thou, but we don't use thou anymore. 
Yeah. And you was was the second person plural. But um you is perfectly acceptable as both singular and plural, but y'all is also comfortable. And you know, there's going to be different situations where you are you are only talking to me right now, mm-hmm. but there are times where you're going to definitely want to address like us as a whole, stuff like that. You know? Yeah. So it honestly play by ear but you is always fine y'all also works perfect okay cool would you i I'm, of course i'm forgive me i'm like trying to be as proper and polite as i can and of- listen nothing you can say <laughs> will offend me okay like i'm here to to educate and to like to be an ambassador like there is there is some pressure to this in my mind that it's like, oh, if I fuck this up, everyone's gonna hate plural people forever. Oh. But, but I know that's that's silly. Okay. No, yeah, no one, and it's even with the other topics. Like for example, the the Five Nights at Freddy's episode, Sleepy was like, I'm gonna screw up these theories, and people are gonna just come at me and tell me I'm wrong, and I'm like, well, I'll fight them. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the gym. I'll fight them. <laughs> Listen, audience, if I if I say anything that you disagree with because the plural community is wide and largely disagrees with each other on a ton of shit, come after me. Don't come after Roma. <laughs> um, and that's actually something I have kind of noticed in the bit of research that I've done is that there's a mm-hmm. it is a, a large spectrum. Um, and there's like I, I found a little bit of discourse about certain things, but we can we could talk about that a little bit later in the episode. If it comes. We call it Ciscourse. Ciscourse. <laughs> it's clever. I love it. <laughs> um, I know there's a, there's a list of 25 and some gaps, but would you like to share with us their names and pronouns of all 25? Or is that something that you would want to? Uh, not all 25, because that's just going to take some time. Okay. But I'll mention people who are probably going to come up in stories that I'm going to talk about. Okay. So, um... I'll also give ages of people because system members can be different ages from the body. I'm actually a different age from the body. Our body is 29. Well, actually, it's the time of year where I am briefly the same age as the body. Ooh. <laughs> um, on, on the 22nd, I turned 30. Um, which, which, yeah, it's 3-0 is a big, scary number. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so Claudia, she, her, I'm turning 30. Um, and uh Sandra I believe I've already mentioned maybe Mm -hmm. um she uh uses she her pronouns um she is 29 she's the same age as the body Camilla uh she is 32 she her pronouns Susan uh 14 turning 15 she her pronouns Audrey she her pronouns we got a lot of women um and Audrey just uh, ooh, Audrey's thirty-seven now, I think. Ooh. Um she's she's our system mom. Um system MILF. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. Yeah. I think she would enjoy hearing that. <laughs> um yeah. So that's uh that's a core group of people that are probably going to be discussed. Oh, oak. Oak is uh, twenty. He him pronouns. So those are those are the people that will be coming up in this episode today. And then, but of course, there's yeah, there's uh, more. 
Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and so I think that's the last of the questions that I have now. Of course, I'll have more as the, the episode goes on. But is there a particular place that you'd like to start today? So I always think it's good to talk about uh, terminology before I like really jump into it. I've made this mistake before where I come out to people about it and I just throw a ton of names and, and words at them. And I imagine it's probably just a lot to absorb. Um, so very basic things. We have um, system member, uh, which is a person who is within a system, a system being a collection of multiple people in one brain and body. Um, there are also terms uh, like alter. Um, we use person a lot. Um, people use parts a lot, which I resent and made a whole video on our YouTube channel like last week about how I don't like it. And I don't like how people in this community treat that language as neutral when it's not. But uh, for the most part here, I'm going to be using system member. Okay. Uh, there is fronting. Fronting is uh, the act of being in control of the body. Uh, multiple people can be fronting at the same time. We call that co-fronting. Uh, co-consciousness is the idea of one person fronting and another person observing but not being in control of the body. Typically, they can communicate with whoever is fronting. They can, they can talk back and forth. Um, I think that's it. Let me, um, so me and our other friends, uh, the ring system, we, um, have done a few conferences where we, uh, talk about how you can support plural people. Oh, switching. Switching is, uh, the act of, um, switching who is in control of the body. Mm -hmm. Uh, one person stops fronting, another person starts fronting, uh, and a singlet. A singlet is one person in one body. It is the opposite of someone who is plural. It's the opposite of a system. Roma, you are theoretically a system, uh, a singlet. Fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's basically it. Okay. Um, so the main thing I want to talk about here today is like plural culture because i could sit here all day and tell you about like how plurality is commonly associated with heavy trauma and how like we're largely mistreated by the the psychiatric community and how like not a lot of therapists are like trained in this and there are a lot who don't believe it for one reason or another when it's been repeatedly proven and shit but blah 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 I don't want to talk about that because it's boring. <laughs> Everyone fucking talks about Ew. that all the time. I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, when we were first coming into our own, it's so disheartening to find out that you are a thing. Like, you and I are both are both trans people, right? You use the pronouns. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's... Imagine you come into the trans community and instead of like celebrating it, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like this, this sucks so much. I can't believe like, oh, all the trauma you went through. It's like, I would rather have it celebrated and be like, I'm so happy that you realized this. Like, this is a huge deal. Things are going to get so much better for you and so much easier for you. It, 
things are going to get worse for you initially. Let me be real. It's a fucking J curve where productivity goes down for a bit, but then it fucking skyrockets. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to talk about shit that largely makes me happy, which is why I have a section here called the bad parts, which is first. Um, So like I wrote here, some spaces being so trauma focused that it's like, God forbid you enjoy being plural. Um, that's a whole thing. The system community is very <laughs> fragmented Ooh. for, uh, to kind of make a pun. Um, oh. <laughs> it's, there's basically nobody in this community has any scientific sense about them. There are a lot of people, um, you know, Sismet, uh, ooh, not Sismet, um, you know, transmeds, right? Like people who uh, are like, you have to have gender dysphoria to be trans. It's like a medical. You don't know this? No, oh, this so is sorry. new. But I, I I'm so sorry for <laughs> I, telling you this. I should know. There is a version of that. Cis meds that are like, you have to have DID to be uh, multiple or plural. Those are synonyms. Um, and it's like, frankly, regardless of what you consider your the origin of your system to be, because nobody can really say for sure, um, but whatever you consider it to be, have you ever met a person without any kind of trauma? Like that would be incredible. Yeah, frankly, somebody's living a, a very charmed life if they've yeah. never had drama in their years of being. So, like, I think it's it's the same bullshit that exists in every single community where they want to shove somebody out to the side to appear more presentable. Uh, but, like, oppression has no logic like you can't you can't do that to make yourself more appealing because they're always going to find something regardless that they don't like you know yeah. it's it's pointless um but yeah also the the scientific thing i was saying is like people always like quote the same few vague quotes from allegedly like from papers or like from the dsm but none of them have fucking read anything i have a whole shelf of plural books including like including fucking uh research tech do do we swear on this podcast Absolutely. okay yeah. fuck um <laughs> so and there are a lot of things where like i'll hear um uh science uh, it's it's been proven that you that you can't have a system if you don't have trauma. It's like that's not how science works. Yeah. You cannot prove a negative. You can barely prove a positive in science. <sighs> We're all like there's it, a lot of conjectures out here. Exactly. It's it's so insane. I it's too much. So that's the bad stuff. We're shoving that all aside now. We don't care about that. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about that, go on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. You can argue with people for years and be so sad all the time and never get anywhere and just have your blood pressure rise. It will be great. I'm sure that people will love that. Cortisol rashes, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But let's talk about 
cool things about plural culture. One thing I want to start off with is system names. Mm -hmm. So a system name is a name that the system goes by to like refer to the collective. Um, so our system name is the Alexandrite system. Mm -hmm. So typically I would say, you know, I said coming onto this podcast, my name is Claudia Alexandrite. That's not my quote unquote real name. That is my personal name. That's not the body's name. That's not what I would put on a legal document usually. Um, though I have done that in the past. Um, and it, it's my own personal name. Um, and uh, typically, it um, nowadays the format is typically the blank system. That's the most common one. Um, in the like late '90s, early 2000s, it was very common to have the blank household. Mm. Um, so it would be like the Alexandrite household. Okay. Um, which I think is fucking cool. Yeah. I I think we should go back to that and all sound like we're in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, un unfurl a big scroll. The Alexandrite system calls out the ring system. <laughs> <laughs> that is super cool. Um, oh my gosh. So it's, it's is it like a shared last name amongst everybody? Basically, oh. yeah. It's, um, yeah. We often say, um, uh, we often will tack it on to our, to our personal first names as a personal last name. Um, we have one variant in our system. Uh, Camilla in our system goes by Camilla Rhodes Alexandrite hyphenated okay. um, as her personal last name, which is a joke kind of um, uh, because she named herself after a character in a David Lynch movie. Oh, of course, David Lynch. Um, Camilla Rhodes. Any Mulholland Drive fans out there? We're going to talk about Mulholland Drive later. Mm -hmm. um, so. System names are very cool. There are some that are very common. You'll come across a lot. The solar system, uh, the patchwork system, we know a few of each. Uh, Legion comes up a lot. Um, ooh, what else have I seen? Uh, I mean, those those are three that I commonly think of as, like, these are very common system names. Mm -hmm. But then you get really unique ones. Um our friends, uh, the Gianu system, um, they came up with theirs uh, through a dream they had. That's um, cool. I yeah, I believe the story is that they met a dragon in their dream whose name was Gianu, um, and they just they stuck with that great name to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, the Firekeepers, um, who we uh, were some of our early mentors. Um, when coming into our own, uh, Squidlark and another early mentor, uh, there's this, uh, prominent, uh, somewhat prominent member in the community, uh, the sorority. They actually have like a three letter, like Greek, like sorority name. That's cool. I, for, I can't remember for the life of me what it is. I think it's like NYX. I don't know what Greek letters those are though. Mm -hmm. Um, they're they they have a cool name um i i did meet someone once named the demon fuckers <laughs> yes oh my gosh <laughs> which you know big big props to them absolutely 
but yeah, system names are a very cool way to like to show off who who you are basically. It's a cool a cool way of getting to know your own system and what your ideas and values are and things. Mm-hmm. Our system name uh has a very a very funny origin that is also incredibly boring. So I don't think it's gonna uh, be boring, we were, but <laughs> we were originally um the shining system uh for like a few weeks to a month early on um this was actually pre uh me fully waking up and once i came about we decided to change that up um and so for a, we were in a server and we wanted to change our name and we were like uh let's for now our collective first name is alexandra um, so let's, let's be the Alexandra system. And then we were like, uh, let's maybe not use our actual first name as our system name. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's punch it up a little bit. We'll be the Alexandrite system and we'll change it later. And then we didn't. It just stuck. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, honestly, it's a name that slaps. It I mean, does. it is a gem that changes colors in different light. <sighs> I don't, so look this up. Alexandrite is very cool. I wish I knew more about rocks and like pretty stones. Ooh. Rocks are very cool. Yeah. In in daylight, it's like a blue green. And then under fluorescent light, it's uh, a purple. Mm-hmm. My brain it's very cool. imagined it as like clear and like rainbow like through light. But this is so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get me one of those. So, Yeah. Another thing is um, system members in our um, alive systems have what's called an inner world, which is um, basically an it, it, I, I might get some some flack for this phrasing, but it's an imagined place where system members go when they are not fronting. Essentially, it can be incredibly elaborate or it can be just a blank void. But in the inner world, typically system members look different from how the body looks. I look different from how the body looks in our inner world. And there is sort of a tradition uh, that systems, um, for their own benefit or for the benefit of other people, uh, show find some way to show what their system members look like. I would say the most common way is through pit crews. Um, I love a good pit crew. Uh, pit crew's so much fun. It is. Um, and there's also, there's a fun kind of thing of like finding a, a pit crew style that really represents you well. Mm-hmm. Let me actually send you a picture of me. And there's also, you know, you can have art commissioned. You can draw it yourself if, you, if you're talented. Mm-hmm. There's what's called... Uh, face flames, which is finding pictures of people in in real life who look how you look in the inner world. You're not saying I'm literally this person. Mm-hmm. I you're saying like I look a lot like this person. Yeah. There's you know some controversy controversy with how that is used, but there's controversy with everything. Here is a picture of me. Um, and I've seen art with with uh. With you in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My my personal Twitter has uh, 
has art that I've commissioned mm-hmm. uh, of myself as my profile picture. Mm-hmm. It's it makes me feel nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just I really love the ways that systems express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of a joke that in uh, media that depicts plural people, it's like every time a new system member switches in, they'll like completely change their clothes. And it's like, that is, uh, it's mostly like media shorthand so that you can tell who's, who is around. Yeah. Um, but also like that doesn't typically happen, but also our partner system, uh, does tend to do that. (laughs) They have like very specific outfits for different system members. Mm Um, it's, and it's just another way of expressing yourself, another way of putting who you are out into the world. It's it's really it's self-expression and you get to find it completely apart from everyone else. And that's cool. I in the in the in this research that I've been doing, because obviously I didn't want to come out in here like completely lost, but I also recognize sure. that what I may find might not be correct. Like, uh, you know, if you just type in in a straight Google search, you're going to find some things that are like, and, but then yeah. in a TikTok, Twitter or Tumblr search, I'm going to find more things. But of course, like you said, like I'll find discourse and whatnot, but I did find this one person or this one system. And they were talking about how they actually had like a bag that they have one thing for everybody in there. So like, say if they, if uh, one person feels dysphoric when they switch over, like they've got something in there to make them feel better. Or if the little comes out, like there's snacks and a toy in there, for them and i was like oh that's actually really cool it's like you're packing for everybody for the outing like i love that <laughs> i love that that is really good props to that system mm-hmm. like that is something that they've clearly put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. i'll see if i can f- i'll find them later after the show but yeah, yeah I, I saw a lot of their content there was another person i saw too but they mostly specialized in making memes of it that were obviously like very respectful and like very mm-hmm. true but i was just like those are good. <laughs> did this happen? Did this happen to be multiplicity memes on Tumblr? It was. These were more. The, these two examples were specifically on TikTok, but they were like uh, they oh, were doing okay. uh, TikTok performances to sounds that were obviously very popular across plural TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they've obviously those sounds have made their way to other departments of TikTok for different things. So it's kind of yeah. neat to see them being used in a different fashion. Of like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious as to as to who it was because we are we do know a lot of people in in the community um being content creators ourselves. I'm not going to flatter myself by saying prominent content creators, but we do get around. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know, that kind of bring me brings me to talking about um art by by or about systems. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll start with a brief list of um, stuff I like from singlets about systems. Uh, There is two categories of this. There is intentional uh, plural representation and unintentional plural representation. Okay. So intentional plural representation is saying like, this is, typically they'll say like, this is DID. So ones that I really like for this, uh, there is a an Australian indie movie called What If It Works 
which is about uh, a uh, a guy with OCD, and they don't say it, but he is definitely autistic, who uh, befriends a girl with DID, who is also autistic. <laughs> um, yeah, representation. The plural community uh, has a lot of autistic people in it. I mean, so does the the LGBT community, so... Yep. Something about uh, not fitting into how society wants you to be, etc., etc. So What If It Works is really interesting in its plural rep. It's very... It's very realistic without being, like, over the top. Um, It has the most realistic switching I've ever seen in visual media um that wasn't like youtube it's very subtle and quick and um i it's just very good props to the actress who plays the system uh anna sampson Ooh. she does a fantastic job Absolutely. And if uh, I, I will say I'm not familiar with what switching would look like, and I'm, I'm certain some of our listeners might not either. Would you mm-hmm. would you explain that a little bit? I mean, it varies from system to system. Um, some systems like us can switch very quickly and easily. Um, and it's really just like a. A change of voice, of stance, of demeanor, um, but for some systems, switching can take a little while. It's kind of like zoning out and like really trying to like settle back into uh, a stable place, a grounded place. But typically it's um, it usually comes with change of demeanor, a change of a change. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I it's hard to describe what it looks like over an audio medium. Yeah, but uh it's typically pretty subtle, which is why I always roll my eyes when there is media about DID where the, the switching is like a lot of, a lot of closing your eyes and convulsing and like... <laughs> Get real silly like about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like, come like on, being just chill possessed out. possessed or something, quote, air quotes. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would, if I met a system doing that in real life, I would be like, okay, you can, you can chill. We're alone. You you don't have to play it (laughs) up. It's just us, man. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's a good segue to talking about United States of Terra, a show that our system has so many mixed feelings on. It is largely maligned in the system community as being quote-unquote offensive, when really it's it's not that offensive to systems, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There is some stuff um, that people don't like about how, like, she takes medication to, like, suppress her system when that's not a real thing. You can't do that. Um, which uh, we have a lot to talk about with that. Mm-hmm. We're writing, like, a two-hour video essay about this. We've been writing it for two fucking years. Somebody help us. Um <laughs> We've watched the entire series like six times, but there is a lot of evidence in the show that that medication doesn't actually work, but people, they watch it or half watch it once and then they don't like 
think critically about the media that they're consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also there is also like a quote unquote evil altar in it, which is a like very common frustrating media trope. Um, where, like, one system member is, like, a serial killer or something like that. Um, and there is stuff implying that system members can die, like, individually, which isn't a thing. System members can think that they are dead, but you can't, you can't kill an individual system member. Okay. Um, so United States Fair has a lot, a lot of weird stuff going on. But it also does have some good and interesting things. I think that Tony Collette does a fucking fantastic job. The incomparable Tony Collette is uh, the titular Tara. Um, she really embodies each system member very differently and very interestingly. Though I will say, I think perhaps this is more on the writers than on Tony Collette herself. But there is one system member who is... Honestly, kind of a gross New York Jew stereotype. And as a New Jersey Jew, I kind of resent that. <sighs> but, you know, that's that's a Shoshana is apart from all this. So th- that's my mini rant on United States of Terror. Watch it with a grain of salt. I think it's good. I think that it has some juicy drama in it, too. Like, we genuinely find the show entertaining for the most part. Uh, it's also got a fucking all-star cast. Brie Larson is in it. Um, it's got, uh, one guy from, I think he was in Sex and the City later. Um, Patton Oswalt is in it. Patty Izzard is in it for a season. Hey, yo. It's a good show. It's, it's a star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. United States of Terra slaps moderately. Then there is a book that we are actually, um, covering on our podcast, uh, two weeks after this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that book is called Love Me Whole, uh, W-H-O-L-E. It's it's a romance novel, a queer romance novel about a singlet and a system. And it has some of the most r- correct, raw, and empathetic representation that I have ever seen from a singlet. Shout out to fucking Nikki James, who also answered our emails about it. Yay! She is a cool person, and she clearly did her research, and uh, it's great. Read it. It does have not-safe-for-work stuff in it. Nikki James mm-hmm. does very much satisfy in that regard. Um, <laughs> it's great. Also, it's a long book. It's like 400 pages. Whew. So that's that's why I think of for like stuff made by singlets uh, about systems. What's our time, by the way, here? I can tell you. We are at 28 minutes um, from and that's from when you started with the uh, the actual like terminology. Uh, So uh, you got 30 to 45. But of course, like with the, for example, for the Five Nights at Freddy's episode, I (laughs) didn't I didn't stop them. It was 45 minutes and we weren't even halfway through. So I was like, go for it. So go for it. I will go nuts. (laughs) Um, I mean, I already am nuts. Uh, So then there's stuff by quote unquote singlets uh, that I consider to be unintentional plural rep. Um, The first one that always comes to mind is Venom, which is which is just about a system, to be honest. Like it is about two. It's about two people who share a body and have to learn to get along and work together. I 
need to watch that is plural i i've heard so many good things about venom from every department and community like i am failing society by not watching the venom movies i'll be straight with you i'm not these days i'm not a big superhero fan because i worked at a movie theater for four years and uh disney ruined my life for those four years Mm -hmm. but venom is a pretty good movie and it's great for like basic understanding of plural stuff for people who are not comfortable with using the actual terminology. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, weirdly enough, there's Fraggle Rock, an 80s Jim Henson show about little little creatures who live underground. They're, they're fuzzy, they're cute. Um, and there's one of them who uh, has... Who, who is just plural. They mention it occasionally. Yeah. He starts having dreams about this, like, this other version of himself who, his name is Boober. He's uh, very, like, stuck up. He's scared of everything. And he has these dreams about, like, another version of himself who is, like, his fun side. He, like, he just loves playing. He loves, like, taking risks. And, uh... In a previously never mentioned before power, everyone decide everyone is able to go into his dream with him and they meet this other self. Uh, his name is Sidebottom. He's Boober's fun side that he keeps on the bottom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sidebottom actually comes back a couple of times yeah. and even, even fronts a couple of times, which is nuts. Um, I think that somebody on that staff is plural. Absolutely. Like I when people just kind of like sneak into works, maybe like the the upper management doesn't notice. It's just I just love that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um here's I didn't have this on here originally on my list, uh, but my boyfriend and I watched uh the Brady Bunch movie last night, uh 1995, the one that's a parody of the show and kind of an homage to it. Okay. And Jan in that is just plural. Um, they they call it paranoid schizophrenia because she like hears voices, but she she's just plural. She hears voices that are clearly like reacting to stuff around her and talking to her, and she talks to them. And it's it does fall into like the evil alter thing, but very comedically. Okay, where there are a couple of a couple of scenes where. Um, you know, somebody somebody will say something rude to her and like one voice will be like, what did she mean by that? And another one will be like, I'm sure she didn't mean anything by it. And Jan is is just like frozen there going like, huh, huh, huh. and then she'll just blurt something out. And um, it, <laughs> later on, uh, another like deep raspy voice joins there and she's like, I'm the new Jan. Let's knock over a 7-Eleven. And I just, I just lost my shit at that. It's so, it just comes out of fucking nowhere. And I honestly love it. As, it's, that's, I don't know. I need to watch it now. I haven't, I haven't seen it's it. It's honestly such a good movie. And for being a comedy from 1995, it does not have anything offensive in it. I don't think mm-hmm. from my 2022 re- rewatch here it was actually surprisingly wholesome and nice. Good on them. Yeah, great movie. Absolutely. Um, I do have something I'd like to to ask. Are you familiar? And and I and I bring this up not because it's a one to one, but because of there's there's qualities to it that uh, 
mm-hmm. reminded me and, and and why I'm deciding to bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the game Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice? No. Really? Okay. So um, a long time ago, I used to work for an indie video game company, and they were doing mm-hmm. like a little game gamer news channel, and I was fronting for it and doing the hosting for it. And uh, Senua's Sacrifice had just come out, and the game, uh, the main character, uh, what they're directly talking about is psychosis and so uh she's a viking who her husband had died and she's literally going to hell to get her husband and bringing him back but she's dealing with a lot of different voices in her head that's actually part of the game mechanics you know like that and you can literally hear them whispering all different angles of um the main character as you're playing and they help you like uh it's it's like simultaneously confusing like i watched my partner at the time play it and i i I enjoyed the gameplay very much it was intense and it was emotional it was it was a lot because some of the voices were a lot nicer than others i don't think they really said in the time that i watched it like if they had their own specific identities or they were just voices Mm. but um i really loved how the team who made the game um actively tried to represent psychosis as best as they could and like interviewed a lot of people whether they're healthcare professionals or people with psychosis to try to like present it as correctly as they could um and so that's where the more specifically with the character in the in the movie you watched where you know there was voices talking to her and she's like sitting there side by side it directly threw me back to that memory of watching Sanua like looking at a uh it was a rock formation that turned into her mother's face and was talking with her. And all the other voices were like talking shit or not. Like some mm. of them were nice. Some of them were not, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I recommend really checking it out. The very, yeah, very pretty game. Put that on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, ah, man. Plural video games, unintentional or not. Um, are also a soft spot for me. I don't have them on here. Psychonauts 2 is so fucking plural. I've heard so many good things about Psychonauts. Psychonauts 1 was my favorite game of all time until Psychonauts 2 came out. (laughs) That is how good Psychonauts 2 is. 1 and (laughs) 2. Got it. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. There's also Disco Elysium, which I haven't played, but I've heard is very plural. Celeste is very, very plural. But yeah, that's that's all that. Um, I also have down here artists who are definitely plural. I don't want to like put an identity on someone that they might not be or might not claim. But if David Lynch and Charlie Kaufman aren't plural, I will eat my fucking hat. <laughs> um, the amount of times that David Lynch, David Lynch does so much with the idea of like dual identities and alter egos. He also uses the word tulpa in one of his. Um, one of his works, I think it's in uh, Twin Peaks, The Return. Okay. Um, tulpas or like, um, is it mind? Ooh. Basically, it's the idea of a created system member, um, a consciously created system member. Very controversial. Um, but uh, yeah, he explicitly uses that in there. Hmm. And that was interesting to me. Um, and, I mean, there's Mulholland Drive, which, spoilers for Mulholland Drive, um, but uh, you go through the whole movie with these two characters, Diane and Camilla, and um, then, uh, oh, sorry, Betty and Camilla, and uh, then, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie, 
it turns out that was that was all a dream and not in like a oh it was all a dream kind of way but in like a very like conscious like let's explore what that was a reflection of kind of way um and everyone has like a completely different identity in the real world and that's just kind of interesting to me um the whole drive fucking slaps to be honest um also Twin Peaks, uh, the killer in Twin Peaks is somebody who takes over the body of another person. There are a couple of characters who have, like, spirits within them, essentially. Okay. Charlie Kaufman, being John Malkovich, is literally about going into somebody's head and controlling their body. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is, is also kind of about is about talking to other people inside your head kind of in a really vague sense um adaptation kind of plays with that not really uh anomalisa is also kind of plural but being john malkovich is the one that i always point to um so yeah i just i really feel like those two are plural so then now we got to talk about art by systems okay because there is so much, and I love it all. <laughs> We're big comic people. Oh, yeah. So uh, we have uh, two specific comics that I want to talk about. One is um, the entire work of our friends uh, L.B. Lee. Um, they do a lot of live comics. They do live comics, live zines, um, and and actually just straight books, too. But uh, the one specifically I always think of with them is their autobiographical comics, where they just have like documented significant moments of their life as a system together. Um, There's a very good book by them, uh, The Homeless Year, where they document their time being homeless and and plural. I will say that all their works are very raw, and I absolutely love that about them i love how much of themselves they put into their work um they're also very dedicated plural historians um they've gone through like old weblogs they read a ton of like books about old cases and things and uh, they actually have a really wonderful like hour-long presentation about the history of the plural community which is a hell of a watch. I go back and watch that every couple of months just because I enjoy it so much and I'm, I'm autistic. I love repetition. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend worth watching. It also really puts in Kitty. This is Jesus. <laughs> He's a cuddle bug. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. He's got thumbs. He's got two extra thumbs. Uh, thumbs. I don't know if you can oh, see the him. Cat. Oh, double thumbs. Yeah. Talented. Yeah, he he opens doors sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> no, it's okay. But anyway, I, it also really puts into perspective how all of the fucking fights in our community currently are have been manufactured in the last like ten years. They are not things that have always happened. Like it's just it's just a f- the work of a few stupid twenty year olds like blowing shit out of proportion and like ruining like decades of intercommunity shit um 20 year olds are good at that they are <laughs> very good at that um 
they've also done two books or sorry, three books on systems who were cult leaders. Uh, they, they call it cult pools. Um, very rough books, very long books too. At least two and three are, are very long. Um, rough reads, but important reads, to be honest. Um, because our, our community is not, uh, is not exempt from having abusers in it. No community is. Yeah. Then there's, uh, the Blobbies by our friends, uh, in Emmengard. So that is a, a webcomic with a very simple art design. Everyone's, everyone's a circle, uh, with, with color names. And, um, it's about a system first discovering that there is a system and attempting to work together. Um, it very much shaped and mirrored our early experience because it was coming out as we were uh, discovering our system and really trying to work together. And uh, it's it really does document a lot of the early struggles that you have because at least in our experience, uh, there is one member of our system, Sandra, who um, was really controlling and wanted to be like the person. Um, Sandra's a very nice person. She's she is my best friend. I love her mm-hmm. now. Um, <laughs> but we were not always close. We butted heads frequently for the first year of knowing each other. Mm-hmm. But. It it really talks about that struggle and it also shows a lot of really nice like triumphs with systems. Um, like they meet a person who they uh, start dating and there is this one really lovely uh, comic where it's just like different panels of like this boyfriend with different system members. Mm-hmm. And um, it's ju- it's just so sweet. I am a sucker for whenever they show systems having a nice time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah. Wiggles. Um, highly recommend. Um, for music, there's also a friend friend of the channel left at London, um, who we interviewed and occasionally we'll talk to still. Um uh Nat Puff, aka Left at London, was a Vine star turned musician. Um who in 2020 came out as as plural and um had a couple of songs on uh transgender street legend volume two um about being plural uh six feet and then uh my friends are kind of strange um both great songs explicitly plural actually uh she released um she released transgender street legend volume three which means i can finally talk about her song will my altars go to heaven um, That's cool. which I got to hear first. Yeah, I got to hear that in late 2020. Um, and it just came out. It's just, I really enjoy bringing up the philosophy of like, what happens to plural people when, when we die, like as, assuming there is, there is an after, will we still be separate but together will we all become one will we just split apart it's a question that i don't like thinking a lot about but i think is a very interesting philosophical question yeah and religious question yeah 
Um, but yeah, that one's, that one is, I, I really love Nat's work. Um, I, we did an interview with her for our channel. Great person loves the Muppets. So already (laughs) a, a star in my book. Absolutely. Then we have books, uh, by systems. So the first one was actually the first, uh, plural memoir, memoir that we ever read, which is in and out of ice glass by, uh, Sarah Smith, a rough read to be honest, but also very like it flows very well. So even though the subject matter is very rough, it's an easy read. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's a very raw, raw, um, series of diary entries from her early system days. Um, it talks about like her struggle with suicidality and self harm. And, uh, um, I just realized I maybe should have trigger warned this a little bit, but also like as, as the book goes on, like towards the end, they start really working together and finding like nice places for themselves. Like one of their system members starts really finding like, joy in in horseback riding when she's just like suffered so much like by herself for so long just having this nice thing seems to have really helped her and honestly it's just so beautiful it also uh is was in a time where we were really struggling with this fact about ourselves was one of the only pieces of uh, plural media to talk about sex between system members. Mm-hmm. You can definitely cut this if you want, but we're all adults this here. Is, oh, <laughs> um, which is something that can and does happen, and more systems should talk about it happening. Um, and we were so happy to see somebody even vaguely allude to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. Uh, great book. Um, we're going to interview Sarah Smith one of these days. Yeah. We just need to figure out how and when. Um, Make it happen. Yes. Um, then there is Freshwater. Um, I am hesitant to bring up this book as plural representation bias system because um, the author... I'm so sorry to the author if I pronounce your name wrong. It's uh, Akwa'i Emensi. Uh, she is a, I believe, where is she from? Nigeria. Um, she is a Nigerian author um, who, the book is fiction, but it is, um, it's semi-autobiographical. Okay. Uh, and it is, um, it talks a lot about her spirituality and the fact that she has, um, multiple beings inside of them. Oh, uh, them. Sorry, they are non-binary. Um, yeah, they, their experience having, like, multiple beings inside of them. And it is so lovely to first of all have the perspective of a black system out there because this community, the loudest voices in this community are all so white and I am not exempt from this at all, but like, it's just, it's so white. It's always nice to have (laughs) non-white perspective in this community, Mm -hmm. but it's also so nice to have a perspective of cultural 
plurality, one that is like set distinctly setting itself apart from a clinical or medical perspective and how invaluable that is to have. Great book, a, a bit of a rough read. Um, a lot of a lot of plural stuff is. Um, and then um, a collection, uh, multiple personality disorder from the inside out. This was published in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, so while while multiple personality disorder was still the nomenclature, uh, because the DSM four changed it from multiple personality disorder to dissociative identity disorder, mostly as a way. Uh, for asshole uh, psychologists to stop people from getting diagnosed with it so much um, because they didn't believe in it, but they couldn't find an explicit reason to get rid of it from the DSM. And so many systems out there, so many systems, cis meds mostly, will tell you, oh, they renamed it to better describe what's going on. They have always known it was a dissociative disorder. And it's it's a lot do not trust the psych industry i am very pro therapist but i am very anti-psych industry there is um, a separation for sure yep get help do not think that the psych industry is your friend um but anyway uh multiple personalities sort of from the inside out uh, i bought this thinking that it was going to be like a medical text or like um it was written by it I thought it was written by two doctors, but it's actually edited by two doctors. And it turns out this is a collection of essays and art and poems by systems. It's just this this book from the late 80s, early 90s of system culture and like system thoughts. And no one in this community has mentioned this book ever because none of them fucking read. <laughs> Sorry, but they don't. Sheesh. And... <laughs> And it was, it's such an amazing thing to have, like, to have a space, like, to have a piece of our history, our culture, preserved like that is amazing. Especially when, you know, historically, pre-internet, we didn't really have a culture because, um plural people were actively discouraged from making contact with each other, often threatened with, uh, with being kicked out of therapy. In fact, it's actually still in the uh, ISSTD, uh, the International Society of Trauma and, uh, and Dissociation, something like that. It's still in their guidelines that systems shouldn't talk to each other. Is that sus? That's that's. They're afraid of us. That's that's <sighs> the easiest way to put it. They they are afraid of destroying any any part of our single normative culture. You know. Yeah. It's. It, I'm sorry. I'm having a moment of like realizing of like, huh? Like this isn't just uh, with, for example, like don't talk to each other about your wages. Because now we have the power to argue mm -hmm. for better wages. And, you know, like, oh, uh, you can't go hang out with that other queer friend. It's like, what? Because I'm going to get queer or am I just going to realize that I'm normal and I'm fine? Uh, yeah. It's, like, it's everywhere and it's frustrating. <laughs> exactly. Our oppressors don't want us 
banding together because we are stronger than them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And frankly, we outnumber them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, it's shit like this that the community doesn't talk about enough. There are definitely some who do, and I very much applaud those who do. But not enough, not enough people talk about the the how much malpractice has been done against us medically. Where, um, have you heard of sodium pentothal? No, but I'd like to know what it, it is. It is commonly referred to as like a truth serum, essentially. It, um, I, I believe what it does is it puts you into like, it's supposed to put you into more susceptible, like hypnotic state. And it was, um, used on a lot of systems for therapeutic purposes. And it's highly toxic. Yeah, it doesn't sound safe. It's, it's not. And it was being used in, quantities numerous times the amount of what is safe for a human to handle and there are a number of systems in the care of doctors who were um who were using these sorts of methods that were eventually marked as suicides um but one has to wonder. Yeah. And that's all I'll say for legal purposes. Yeah. There has been so much done against us. Um, there is this one theory that is oft quoted in this community, the theory of structural dissociation, um, which is just one theory and not a very well-respected theory in the psych industry, but it is a theory that a lot of people in this community go hard on because it really suits their purposes, kind of. And one of the lead authors on that theory uh, abused his patients. He um, physically and emotionally abused one of his patients for 20 years. And th- he actually had his license revoked. Good. Yeah. Whew. It's, this is the shit that like needs to be talked about. And it's not. And it's so utterly frustrating to me. And I didn't want to come in here and talk about the bad shit, but unfortunately you kind of have to talk about the bad shit. Yeah. And not, excuse me, and not the bad shit of like, you know, a lot of systems went through horrible trauma and things like that, but the trauma that is still being inflicted on us. Mm -hmm. We can't stop it if we don't know about it, you know? We gotta be loud about it. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, and that's why community support is so important is so important that we talk to each other, that we learn from each other, that we talk to singlets, me doing this, and hi. <laughs> me. And, um, and doing this sort of outreach, because I'm sure, like, a lot of singlets are going to listen to this, or a lot of the people listening to this are singlets. You should know that there are systems all around you. Like... You have met systems before. This is not a rare thing. The DSM, who is very conservative in their numbers, to be honest, Mm -hmm. uh, estimates about 2% of people meet the diagnostic criteria for DID. Ayo. 2% of people globally. That is 
what? There's like 8 billion people on Earth. That's a lot of people. Divided by 100, that's like 100 million. No? 10 million. No? 80 million. <laughs> Big numbers. It, it's huge numbers. Huge numbers of people. Like, this affects so much the population. And you know what's, what's also 2% of the world population? Redheaded people. If you know a redhead, you know a system. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of redheads. Yep. Mm -hmm. And frankly, you probably know a lot of systems, whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, both Roma and, and dear listeners, you may find that the system that you know is you. Surprise. And you never know. Mm -hmm. uh, frankly, every system thought they were a singlet until they realized they were not. And that... So that's something that I uh, and one of the, pro the something that I'm learning now as well as like, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that I just assumed like maybe they just knew the whole time and just didn't have the words for it. But it's like to realize mm -hmm. like, oh, you could be finding out in your 30s, in your 40s. Yep. You find out whenever you just it just I'm, I'm assuming it just kind of like, is it almost like a realization or is it like, what is that? I'm sorry, I'm kind of derailing, but no, no, no. Um, it is. Sometimes it comes through a diagnosis and it's somebody telling you, you have this. Sometimes you figure it out yourself. You find the language. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's that everything is laid dormant for years and then something happens and everything comes back up. Mm -hmm. um, that, is, that is surprisingly common. There can be like a system who everything is laid dormant for years relatively and a, a minor trauma happens like they get into a car accident or something and all of a sudden they start they start losing time they start dissociating they start acting very strangely and it's because their system is re reawoken essentially mm -hmm. there's also stuff where like um somebody who abused them has has died so the system is like finally safe or um they have a child and that child reaches the same age that they were at when a trauma happened. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of brings up all of those feelings. Um, um, there are people who don't discover that they're plural until they're 60, 70, 80. Mm -hmm. you, you can discover at any time. And then there's people who discover as young as, as young as like 10. I've had, I had a therapist message me on Twitter and and be like, um, one of my my clients, my 11-year-old client, really loves your videos. And I was wondering if you had any, uh, if you had any advice about, like, this particular thing. And immediately, like, I'm like, oh, no, I can't be a role model to a child. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Great responsibility. I thought of, yeah, I thought of um, fucking... A very Potter musical, not to bring up Harry Potter here because, you know, fuck J.K. Mm -hmm. Rowling, but a parody musical, you know, doesn't put money in her pocket exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but Lupin in there, like, swears a lot and and the whole cast, like, covers ears and they're like, <gasps> and he's like, oh, shit, I forgot you guys were kids. I better watch my mouth around you little bastards. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I I. I understand that completely. I, my friends have children and whenever I go hang out with them, like <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like I got to put on all of this, the safety search in this brain real quick. 
exactly. But yeah, it's there is such a wide age at which you can find out. And, you know, we're out here. And when you start, like, applying, like, friendly language and support and, like, talking about how you know systems, you're going to find that systems come out of the woodwork. I have, uh, are you familiar with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yes. So the, my, the joke in my brain just came out of like, oh, you, you figure out what stands are and you find another stand user and suddenly you're just magnetized and all the other stand users just start popping out of nowhere. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Also, the inner world is is pretty well represented by that turtle that they can oh, Mr. President? go inside. Yeah, Mr. President. Yeah. That's a pretty good representation of an inner world. There we go. Now I'm not going to unsee it. That's just how it is now. Yeah. Um, and uh, to there's there's a, a, a something I wanted to tack on to what you said earlier about, um, you know, like there's a lot of pe- like a lot of systems out there that you don't know about. And especially if you mm-hmm. don't like display that uh, that openness and like, you know, equal respect about it, like. For example, uh, this is really big, especially with, you know, recent events with abortion. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there, you know, that may have had one or needed one and you don't know because you're clearly not safe to tell. And so this is similar department. Yeah, it's. We're out here, Mm -hmm. you know. And in saying that, I will say that everything I have said is so relative if you know one system, you know one system. Mm-hmm. And everyone has their own their own versions of terminology that they're comfortable with, their own comfort level with things, their own things that they do and do not like being done um, to like support them. Um, things like that. It's a wide and varied experience, and that's what's beautiful about mm-hmm. it. There is this... Um, there was this uh, magazine called Many Voices um, that ran from, I think, like 1990 until the editor's death in like 2009. Um, and on her death, in her will, um, uh, she stipulated that the entire archive be be posted online for free. You can actually go and, and read these this like decade, two decades of of like monthly magazines, they slow down towards the end. Um, these monthly magazines of systems like submitting essays and art and poems and things in and talking about like specific topics. And um the issue that came out the month and year that we were born is actually the like cover story is discussing the change from MPD to DID. And I think that's very funny about talking about how like this is this is change and I know that a lot of people have a lot of different feelings on on this like terminology changing. You know, it's it's so cool. I love seeing that history. I love being a part of this community. Absolutely. I love being plural. I'm so proud of you. You're doing it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, of course, I. What's the word I'm looking for? 
I would love to make like a list of some sort of all this media that we've talked mm-hmm. about today. I mean, it's a lot of media, yes. but if the, I, it probably would be better to make it like a document or something, yeah. but I would love to be able to make that accessible in the, um, the discord text channel for today's episode. Mm-hmm. So people can look all into this and absorb that knowledge and be better. Uh, ex- what's the word I'm looking for? Just soak it all up in their little noggins. Also for me, cause I want to soak yes. up all this in my little noggin. Yeah. In addition to what I've said here, I will uh, give you my the list of every book on my plural shelf mm-hmm. um, because I have that cataloged for my own personal amusement. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, man. Like, I've learned so much today. Thank Good. you for being here with me. Is there anything else that you wanted to to add to today's episode? Donate to the Plural Association. Uh, run by our friends, uh, the Strongholds. Uh, they're a nonprofit for systems by systems. Uh, they're working on getting up a plural warm line, uh, which is a like, not like a hotline for when you're in a crisis, but like when you're not doing well, you know, mm-hmm. and being uh, vol- having volunteer answer people, <laughs> whatever you call volunteer operators, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are other systems and everything goes to support the work that they do. And it's good work. I'm not just saying that because they're our friends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whenever I've absorbed a great deal of knowledge, I have this like really nice, like moment of like bliss of like, yes, I know more things I can use this. I can be a better human being with this knowledge or say, for example, like if it's a like a video game of like now I have something that I can like deep dive into for like another week. Um, yes. And so forgive me for being a little smooth brained right now. Of like, what do I do now? Like I'm no, I'm no. in hyperfix I'm space. I'm very used to <laughs> I'm very used to this. Like I threw a lot of stuff at you just then. It's good stuff. It's all good stuff. Thank you. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, I'm smooth. Um, oh, but I will say, is there a best way for like if a listener has a question, they can reach out to you? Would they rather you ask or they would you rather the questions be through the discord or like through Twitter or is there an email? I can be reached or we collectively can be reached on almost any platform at we are Alexandra, W-E-A-R-E-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A. Um, we are mostly on Twitter. Um but our our we have an email as well. We are Alexandra at gmail.com. Um and you can also message through through the Discord here. Uh we're gonna do our best to keep an eye on it. Um uh either through here, the Moonshot Discord. Uh send us any sort of message. If you want to talk to me individually, uh I'm on Twitter at Punk Dyke. P-U-N-K-D-Y-K-E. Mm-hmm. Can't believe no one had that Twitter before. Yeah, that's wild. Like, congrats. <laughs> Great gift. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we love answering questions. We love being open about this. We love being the ambassador. We like being brave so that in the future, other people don't have to be as brave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you you said a lot that you have a YouTube channel. Um, would yes. you like to plug that? <laughs> Yeah, that's um, where the Alexandrite system on YouTube, I believe that's youtube.com slash C slash the Alexandrite system. Um, We have a lot of um, 
I guess you would call them educational resources on there. A lot of our stuff is focused towards systems. We don't consider ourselves to be like a 101 channel. We're like a, we're, we're a 201 channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also recommend the ring system, our very close friends for a lot of 101 stuff. Um, but we also do a lot of fun stuff on our channel. I've streamed a ton of games over the last like two years. Um, we've done kind of like more fun videos. Uh, Susan and our system did a video ranking all of the cats in Cats 2019. Uh, <laughs> I did a video talking about why director Ari Aster sucks. Um, and I know, controversial. Uh, trust me, I know, controversial. It's I've gotten so many hate comments for it. Um, and we we mostly try and put ourselves out there to show that this is a normal thing. So if you want to see people just being plural and living their lives and things, follow us. And then your podcast on the moonshot network, three little words. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit more? So the three little words podcast, me and my friend, Nicole, longtime friend, uh, we, read and rank romance novels on their uh, steaminess, their dreaminess, and their memeiness, basically how sexy they are, how romantic they are, and how funny they are. And uh, the book that we read this week has to... I end up talking about DID in it. I'm not going to get into any spoilers for it. No spoilers here. But also, two weeks from now, Oak is actually going to be on. He's doing an episode about... uh, the book Love Me Whole that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought it was more appropriate for him to do it because he is a bisexual man and I'm a lesbian. It felt more appropriate for for a queer man to handle the story about two queer, two, two or more queer men. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's going to be coming out at the same time. Uh, or the, the, one, the book before is going to be coming out at the same time as this episode, correct? On August 3rd? Yep. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, it should be out now. That episode is about uh, the book If I Break by Portia Moore. Heck yeah. So prepare your podcaster, pre download both those episodes to today. Today is this one right here, and then that episode with a what was it called again? Uh, if I Break. If I Break, yes. Is, I'm, forgive me, I'm going to ask like a hundred times like, is there anything else bef- <laughs> before we finish out this episode? I mean, I mean, I think that's it. Be kind to systems. Systems are cool. Don't act as if it's a a weird thing. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Once, like, uh, to kind of wrap things up, I guess, I will say that, like, in the beginning, like, I wasn't scared and I wasn't nervous. You know, it's just like, it wasn't, you know, obviously, as, as somebody who's non-binary, like, being, uh, what's the best example I can give? For example... I've been in such a beautiful community. My my city, for the most part, is like really, really wonderful about the LGBT community. <laughs> my friend group has been really wonderful, um, as well as the, all my friends on the Internet. Like I found myself in a nice little bubble of good people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I would go back to the community I was in before um, a couple of years ago and I was just like, hi, guys, by the way, I'm non-binary now. I use they them pronouns. And I was I was literally sitting in a bar. And everybody just broke out into like, oh, man, I hate it when people correct me with my pronouns. They're so mean when they and it's all these just <laughs> cishet people. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just wanted you to say they them and not she her. Jesus Christ, I'm not uh, mean. I get it. Like, see, stop. And so it's, it's terrifying. Much. And so I 
that's where most of my like caution and like my like tendered footedness, I guess, is more like I obviously don't want to step on anything that's like upsetting or like rude. And I want to know what the correct thing to like the correct way to address the entire system or like the pronouns of the system. Like, you know, I want to do this correctly. And so now that I have all the vocabulary, I've gotten to speak with you directly like, oh, it's like, yes, everything's good and normal and everything's happy. I'm bad yeah. at words right now. My brain's still smooth. <laughs> no, so, that, that was fantastic. I completely understand. And that's why we tend to open with like, you know, nothing you can ask will offend us. Yeah. Because so many people like will not ask questions for fear of being offensive. Mm-hmm. When honestly, the one thing that every system wants you to ask them is anything. Mm-hmm. Literally ask them anything because they want to talk about it they want you to be a part of their world if you are their friend they want you in and especially if they have already told you yeah um i I think i said something super similar to my coworker. i just started a new job and my coworker mm-hmm. was telling a story about how a friend of theirs uh is now a trans woman and but for some mm-hmm. reason this friend doesn't want to be around them anymore and they're dead naming they're using the wrong pronouns but i know that they have good intentions you know they still obviously want to be this person's friend but they just didn't have the 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 vocabulary the 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 etiquette i guess if you will and i was like hey i got you i'll tell you everything you need to know like i I, you obviously care for this person and you want to like have them back in your life like i'll shove your ear full of knowledge for the next couple of hours if you let me (laughs) And uh, of course, they were like, oh, "That's ah," it's, and it's not that terrifying, honestly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so don't be afraid to ask questions. Yes. Do the research. Find the good places to research. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and that'll all be in the Discord when this episode comes out. Um, so thank you again for joining me today. Thank you for educating me today. I appreciate. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. And of course, we should do we should do more stuff in the future. Like, um, for example, like I like to try to do a stream in regards to what my topic is for the week. So I'm not sure if you have anything mm-hmm. to recommend for me to stream for this episode, or maybe just to like ingest. Like, for example, the Cosmere, it has like a VR game. I don't have a VR mm-hmm. setup, so that was a little difficult. But I did, in fact, read the entire Mistborn trilogy. <laughs> Oh. Well, not I'm, I just finished the first book. I'm on the second book, but I bought it all. Um, and it's very, mm-hmm. very good. So is there like a one specific thing that you, um, that you'd think that I would deep dive and like chew up and absorb? Potentially, mm. I know there's a lot, but I. I think he streams. I think that you would have fun with Celeste. Celeste. Mm-hmm. Is a super hard platformer. Uh about a girl who climbs a mountain and meets uh, her other self. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. And in- Also, she's trans. Hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> would you like to join me for those streams? I don't know how what your availability yeah. is. Like, usually I stream on Thursdays, but um, I have this Thursday flexible- should work fine for me, depending on time. Yeah, we will find a time. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode with us today. Um, you can find a link to our discord, um, in the, either in our Twitter post or in the episode show notes, 
You can find this podcast, The Hyperfixation, at thehyperfixpod at the twitter.com, where you will find in the pinned tweet the link to our Hyperfixation Discord, where you will find more information um, provided in this episode, such as media and um, other resources. Um, you can also email us questions at thehyperfixpod at gmail.com. Um, and I will also put links to get a hold of the Alexandrite system. Um, is that? Yeah. And then yep, that's yay, <laughs> um, to ask them questions if you have anything. And of course, thank you to Moonshot Network for acquiring this podcast and powering it with energy from the moon's core. Um, we're happy to be here. This is amazing. And uh, <laughs> thank you to Offuscate, O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E for our intro and outro music. Um, all the stuff they do is wonderful. It's a non-binary artist who specializes in making ADHD music that tickles your brain, and I love it so much. Very wonderful Ooh. friend of mine. Um, is there anything else that I need to plug at the end of the episode? If not, I'll do it in post. Um, thank you again, everybody. Be safe. Don't die. Drink your water. And badoo. 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 <laughs>